My name is Brian Kinsey, and I'm the pastor of First Pentecostal Church in Pensacola. I'm delighted that you're listening to this message, and I hope it blesses your life. If you'd like to submit a prayer request, or if you're interested in a personal Bible study, you can call us at 850-477-1100, or send us an email at firstpent at firstpent.org. We hope you enjoy this message. Well, good morning, everyone, and thank you for joining us. It's Sunday morning live. I really appreciate all of God's people, and I bless you and your precious family in the wonderful name of Jesus. This week, we're going to continue our live streaming. Tonight at 6 p.m., Brother Josh Herring will be preaching, and then Wednesday night, Brother Scott Graham, and then Thursday night, Brother Jack Cunningham, and I'll be doing a devotional on Friday night. Thank you for staying strong and for your giving. And thank you for being the awesome people of God that you are. Be encouraged. The Lord is with us and he's going to see us through. Now for the word of God, Matthew chapter 11 and verse 12. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence and the violent take it by force. When John stepped on the scene, things changed. What God allowed before John changed and he began to allow things through the ministry of John the Baptist that had never been allowed before. And it's very interesting for us to talk about that because I believe God is ministering that spirit of determination that John the Baptist had in this hour. 1 Corinthians 2 and 2. For I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. Verse 3. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in the demonstration of the spirit and of power, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. And then in Romans 8, 38 and 39, for I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels nor principalities, nor powers nor things present nor things to come, nor height nor depth nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I want to talk to you today about the spirit of determination. And I declare, and I want you to declare it with me, I am determined. I remember that old song, I'm determined to hold out to the end. I won't sing it so that you will want to join in again with us on this live stream. But I promise you, we need that kind of determination now to hold out to the end. We live in an age of apathy, materialism, and carnality. These spirits have ruled the lives of American people. But with one virus, God smashed every God that America worships in one week's time. David Wilkerson prophesied this would happen in, back in 1986. For he said, and I quote, 
I see a plague coming on the world, on the bars and churches and government will shut down. The plague will hit New York City and shake it like it's never been shaken. The plague is going to force prayerless believers into radical prayer and into their Bibles and repentance will be the cry from the man of God in the pulpit. And out of it will come a third great awakening that will sweep America and the world. It's to that awakening that I speak and I declare it and I believe God is going to give it to us. The power of God needs to touch our hearts and every soul needs to ignite a fire in their spirit. I believe God's chosen this time to stir our hearts and open our eyes to the truth that the gods of America will not serve us nor will they make us happy in the end. They'll bring us to destruction. But I believe there is a divine visitation that is about to take place in this hour that God is going to give to us. For the Bible tells us in the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence and the violent take it by force. What does he mean by that? He doesn't mean to be cruel or he doesn't mean to be brutal. He's talking about that God was allowing John the Baptist to bypass every ritual and protocol that he forced upon the people before in the law of Moses. But when John stepped on the scene, he was able to bypass all that and touch God with the spirit of determination. God allowed something to happen in the kingdom that hadn't happened up to that point. The kingdom of God was allowed to suffer the power and the force of people's worship, their hunger, and their desire. The word violence comes from a Greek word which means to be overpowered. God said, I'm going to allow myself to be affected by people's worship, by people's hunger, and by people's desire. Before they had to come through a certain protocol, they had to bring animal sacrifices, but now I'm going to be moved upon by people's hand claps, people's praise, their hunger and their desire is going to move barriers out of the way and I will be reached and I will be touched by their hunger. You see, the enemy is free to operate as long as the church refuses to apply the force of prayer and hunger. That is what gives the enemy freedom to operate. But what shuts down the enemy and what paralyzes hell is when the church decides, I'm not gonna be moved on by the crisis and the circumstance, but I'm going to allow my hunger for God and my desire for his spirit. Maybe we can't come to church right now, but you can have church in your home. You can start crying out where you are and God can pour out his spirit because it's a new day. We need to discover that God is with us at all times. People are feeling something different today that they haven't felt before. And if I read this right, it all happened when John stepped on the scene and from that time, God allows this. It's amazing how one person's hunger and one person's desire can change everything. The whole atmosphere changed when John stepped on the scene. 
I don't know about you, but I want to be the one that has that hunger. I don't know about you, but I'm tired of the ritual and just coming to church as usual. I want to get so hungry for God that nothing can stand in my way. No protocol, nobody's opinion, no pharisaical committee is going to keep me away from the touch of the supernatural power of God that I know is available in this hour. You see, some people grin and bear it, but others smile and change it. And that's what I'm going to do is smile and change it. When it says suffereth, he means to allow. It's God is allowing things to happen in his spirit and through his spirit that were not allowed before John showed up. It was John's ability to be determined to hear from God regardless that allowed and opened the door for the operation of the spirit. And when Jesus stepped on the scene, the way was prepared for his ministry to have impact and effect. You see, John the Baptist had the tongue of Isaiah. He had the faith of Elijah. And he had the spirit and the vision of an Ezekiel. And he had the mind of a David. But he had something more than all of them combined. He had a determined soul that said, I am not going to live a lifeless, dead spirit of ritualistic law. He made up in his mind, I'm determined, I'm going to be what God wants me to be. If you're not careful, you can find yourself locked in a rut, in a tradition of just saying, I'm satisfied with the way things are. But you see, I'm not satisfied with dead church. I'm not satisfied with lifeless services and lifeless worship and people that don't care and they're satisfied with everything they've got. And, the, and there are some churches, the only thing that is alive is the ivy that's growing on the outside of the wall. But I want something growing on the inside. I want something alive in my spirit. I want a spirit of a determined soul that says there's got to be more. I want Jesus to move through this. John the Baptist reached into a dispensation before his time. And he said, I'm going to have what God has for me. He stood with his elbows pressed between two dispensations of time. John stood between the law and Calvary. He pushed the darkness of 400 silent years back with his left hand and took hold of the faith for redemption with his right hand and stepped between the crushing vices of dispensational order and stood there holding them back, crying, Behold, the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. He said, There cometh one after me who's mightier than I, the latchet of whose shoes I am unworthy to unloose. I indeed baptize with water, but he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. And so we stand in the gap, the virus on one side and everyone's fear on the other side. And I still declare God can perform a miracle and God can use it for his glory. If John the Baptist preached a grace message before Calvary and he preached hope before the crucifixion and he preached life before the resurrection, then I, with a made-up mind, can stand in the gap and say, I will be a force that cannot be stopped. I will be a wind that cannot be harnessed. And I believe that my God's going to move with such weight that nothing can stop it and a fire that nothing can put it out. That power 
power is going to come from heaven. And I say that it ought to be powerful enough to run over all of our pettiness. It ought, it ought to get all the insignificant issues out of our life. And somebody ought to say, I'm going to be a praiser and a worshiper no matter what anybody thinks. That's the reason why the apostles couldn't be stopped during persecution. The lions couldn't eat them and the fire couldn't burn them. And the more they were afflicted, the more they grew. And that's what's going to happen today. So mightily grew the word of God and prevail. The word is going to prevail in this hour and God's going to receive the glory. There's a spirit that was birthed in John the Baptist that didn't leave him stranded in a dead religion. And I believe that that spirit needs to be birthed in the church today. A spirit of determination that will not leave us stranded in the midst of this situation. You can have what you want from God. You don't have to just die. If you want deliverance, it's yours. You don't have to let past sins rule your mind and drown your faith. You don't have to let the devil build a perch on your shoulder and whisper and talk you out of your miracle. You can rise above it in the name of Jesus. I said nothing can separate you from the love which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Did you hear me today? Nothing can separate you from the love of God. I don't care how high it is. Is, you can overcome it. I don't care how deep it is. You can get through it. The angels can't stop you from getting to God. If you've got a hunger and you've got a desire and you've got a determined soul, I am persuaded that nothing can separate us from the love of Jesus. John the Baptist had the power of a determined soul and we need that determination now. If ever we needed to set our soul on fire and seek after God, it's right now. It's today. I'm not going to settle for anything less than a move of God in my own heart. And I'm not going to settle for anything less for a move of God in my family, on my children. I want them to feel the power of God. I want God to shake them. I want God to shake us. I want God to turn us upside down until there's nothing left but a hunger for God. We need the power of a determined soul. This world is not my home, and I'm headed home. The Reader's Digest had a story some time back, and the title of it was How Determination Will Get You Home. It's about a couple of cowboys who saddled up going out to bring a wild steer from the mountains. But what was strange is they brought this little gray donkey with them. And when they finally found this rogue, big three-year-old steer that was running wild, they tied that donkey to that steer neck to neck real tight. And when they turned him loose, that little burrow had a tough time of it because that big steer threw him all over the place banged him against trees and rocks and the bushes. Time after time, they both went down. But there was a great difference between that donkey and that steer. The steer didn't care where he went, didn't have any focus. But that donkey had only one thing on his mind, and that's, I'm going home. I'm going home. That's all he had on his mind, no matter how that steer threw him. And when that little donkey's feet hit the ground, he took one step closer to home. 
said, I'm going home. You can go where you want to, brother, but I'm going home. Cowboys finally left him and, and left that little donkey in charge. And then it, about a few days after that, guess who comes walking down the dusty road? The donkey tied to the steer. And that was the sorriest looking whooped steer you have ever seen in your life because it's not the weight, it's not the size, and it's not the strength, but it's the determination that's in the heart of the soul that says, I'm going home. I'm going home, church. And I just want to remind you today, this world is not our home. We're just passing through. And one day Jesus is going to sound that trumpet and the church is going to leave here. I'm not satisfied and I will not stop until God answers our prayer, until God heals us. If God's ever healed anybody, he'll heal you. If God's ever answered prayer, he'll answer your prayer. Determination, I think we ought to hold on to the apostolic message. I still believe you need to repent and be baptized, every one of you, and fill with the gift of the Holy Ghost. We need to hold on to the message because you see John the Baptist preached a message of possibility. And there is something we can do right now. We can build an altar. We can bring an offering. We can have our atonement through Jesus Christ. There is a way to get back. You can repent right where you are. There is a way to be restored. There is a way to be renewed. Because I'm glad for the message of possibility. If you listen to some people talk and you tune in to CNN or NBC or whoever else, you can't hear any word of hope anywhere. There's not even a word of possibility that it's ever going to end. It's going to come back. It's going to be worse. And everybody's going to die. And I don't believe it. But I believe Jesus has opened the door. I believe Jesus has made a way for you. Don't sit there waiting. Don't sit there and feel like I got to wait till we get back to church. Repent right now. Pray right now. Let the Holy Ghost move on you right now. Let God pour out his spirit. And I promise you, I've got a going home attitude. And I speak to every backslider in Pensacola. God's going to put in you a spirit of determination. I got to make it back home. Jesus is coming back soon. I got to get back home. I got to get right with God. Because I tell you, if you go to hell, you can't blame the church and you can't blame the coronavirus and you can't blame the preacher. Jesus died on the cross to get you home and all you got to do is cry out and pray with a spirit of determination. God puts something in you that won't let you live in peace until you get home. He put a determination that'll cause you to fight for your life, a, a determination that'll take you back to God. And we need to pray God baptize us with a determination. We need the power of a determined soul. I want to read to you a prophecy that was given several years ago, about 12 years ago. And this prophecy, although I understood it at the moment, did not realize the impact that it could have today in your life if you will hear it. It's not a prophecy that I was given by God or that I spoke, but it was given to me by a prophetess who 
prays and intercedes for preachers, ministers all over the world. And this is the prophecy. My beloved people, I give to you my peace this day. I know this storm and the storms of life have greatly wearied you. But there's no true peace on this earth without me. There's no true peace on this earth without me, the Prince of Peace. But with me, there is unlimited peace. So settle yourself in me and know that I am with you. I am in the very midst of you. This world is not your home. You are just traveling through. You'll never be at peace with this world, but through me, you can be at peace in this world. You can bring peace and calm to any situation with just the mention of my name. Call on my name, breathe my name, pray my word, and doors will open and a way of escape will be made. I have the plan for every situation that you will ever encounter. I am the office of emergency preparedness. I have a way of escape. And if not, I will make one. When the greatest, and this is it, the disaster of all time hits, I have a plan that was instituted before the foundation of the world to bring you out. The rapture of the church is about to happen. And in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, the saints of God will be placed by my hand completely out of harm's way to a place where ear has not heard nor tongue can tell of its grandeur and its majesty. So rest in peace, speak my name, activate all my resources, and this is it, keep moving. Keep moving. Because I've just about wound up this church age. I made you, I called you, I know you can endure this. I will call you home and it won't be too late. I can promise you for sure. Wow, what a prophetic word. God wants to put this determination in us right now. So we're going to pray and we're going to lift up our voice. And this time I, I want you to really cry out. I don't want you to just simply go through the motions and say, well, I'm going to go and eat lunch now or I'm going to go do this or do that. I want you to pray and seek the Lord. We're going to be back here tonight at 6 p.m. Brother Josh Herring's going to be preaching. You don't want to miss it. Tune in. Part of what God is doing. Lord Jesus, I thank you for these precious people that have tuned in and are listening to this live broadcast and those whose hearts are hungry, Lord, I ask that that hunger would be allowed to move you into a response, that you would open up your resources as your prophetic word declared so many years ago. And I believe that they are all made available to every believer and to anyone that would cry out, no matter where they came from. They don't have to go through protocols. They don't have to go through committees. What they need is they need to come to you directly and to hear your word and to receive the truth. Lord, I ask that you would impact every soul today, that they would receive this word, that they would be determined as John the Baptist. I'm going to touch God. I'm going to 
experience that demonstration of his power and his spirit. And in Jesus' name, we pray, amen. We are open to baptize you in Jesus' name. If God has moved on your heart today, and you do desire to be baptized, we will definitely be available for that. So please contact us and let us know. Let one of the saints of God know so that they can contact us and we'll set it up and we'll get you baptized in Jesus' name. And we'll pray for you until you begin to speak in that heavenly language as the Spirit of God gives you the utterance. God bless you. I love you. Thank you for joining us. I'll see you tonight at 6 p.m. We hope you enjoyed this message. Please reach out to us if you have any questions. We can be found at firstpent.org. That's F-I-R-S-T-P-E-N-T dot org. If you're ever in Pensacola, Florida, we hope you visit us. Be blessed in Jesus' name.